0: Uh, Derek Wetmore, are you there in Fort Myers? I am here and percolating, guys. All right, let's 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 start to add up some pieces to the puzzle here. And, and there's going to be... <laughs> I'm trying to get Doogie to dig on this. And he texts back, I'm on my deathbed with the stomach flu, but I'll text his agent right now. So here's... <laughs> texted his agent. He's I was in the again. bathroom no. hovering
1: over the porcelain. No, nobody, nobody is sicker more than our guy, Darren. <laughs>
0: Ruckless. Speculation. All right, Derek, help us with this. So there are three pieces to this puzzle. Number one, the Twins opened up a 40-man roster spot yesterday, which is an, it's an odd time of year to open up a 40-man roster spot, JT Shagwa on the outs. You're not doing it this time of year to open up a spot for an internal candidate because you could just wait until you need to, right? Like there's, it's a rare time of year to open up a spot after the Rule 5 draft before the season to say, oh, you're off the 40-man and you're on it. So it would yes. suggest that there's an outside pitcher or somebody coming in to take the 40-man roster spot. Paul Heyman. Paul Heyman. Wow. John Heyman. Paul Heyman would be even better. <laughs> Rock <laughs> Lester, My client! <laughs> Maybe that's the 40-man roster spot. John Heyman from MLB Network and FanRag Sports has an article, Could Lance Lynn be the final piece for the Twins? And he has some speculation that's grounded in reporting. He's not just floating that recklessly. He is an insider. And last but certainly not least, loyal listener Paul emails the show and says, Good source tells me the Twins have signed Lance Lynn. Not a joke. Mm. Reckless speculation. If the Twins land Lance Lynn, what would that do for you to cap the offseason, Derek Wetmore?
2: Uh Well, the job A was to fix the pitching staff, and if you make all those additions, I'd say you pretty well fix the pitching staff. I think that's an A if, if it happens. it Your source, Paul, is that uh, Paul Heyman, John's well, reputed brother? Well,
0: Paul Heyman is the advocate for Brock Lesnar, the best manager in the history of WWE wrestling. And I'm ah. sure
2: he has sources around baseball as well, but... Ah. No. Well, John Heyman was here at Twins Camp the other day. I'm not necessarily tying those two threads together. But what I thought after the Odorizzi trade, and then there's the three big-name free agent starting pitchers out there, I thought that there's this, okay, guys are looking to sign, but they haven't. What's the deal? Some teams could use some good starting pitchers. And, And all three of these guys, I'm talking Jake Arrieta, Alex Cobb, Lance Lynn, they're at least a mid-rotation starter, right? Their their best year might be behind them in some cases, but you'd think that they make contenders better. So my only thought was like, well, maybe their asking prices are just outrageous. And if you're a team like the Twins, you can just sit back and wait until those prices come down or roll into the season with the starting pitching staff that you have right now. Um, I'd have to see the the contract to know, you know, is this a good deal? But if you add two legit mid-rotation starting pitchers and fix your bullpen in one winter i'd say that's a pretty good offseason even though it got done a little late it would be a pretty good offseason for the twins
1: if we are uh, correct here and it is lynn derrick your thoughts on his ability uh, to help is let's say the three starter
2: yeah, Lance Lynn's an interesting pitcher because the analytics don't like him as much as the traditional metrics. Uh, well, they some they, hands- they didn't last year. They loved him before the surgery for like five years, just to, for <laughs> distinction. Yeah, exactly right. But I think the same thing about Lance Lynn as I think about Alex Cobb. Pre-surgery and post-surgery are two different people. So we have, we have to work with what pitches they have now, what command they've regained, the strikeout rates that they're throwing up after they went under the knife because... I think with some of these pitchers, it's no guarantee you ever get back to the same guy. So, so analyzing those stats pre-surgery gets a little dicey for me. Uh, from that perspective, I don't think Lance Lynn is in the same Stratosphere as a Hugh Darvish, as a Chris Archer, but mm-hmm. I think he's a good pitcher. I mean, he posted good numbers last year. Uh, previously, Phil, he had kind of been that ground ball guy with some strikeouts. Uh, last year in the National League Central, was more. he just limited runs. He had a great ERA, uh, ran up a good season for the Cardinals, and there was a report early this offseason that he was looking for five years and $100 million. Um, I'd so be pretty surprised ridiculous. if that happens in, in this current climate no. of free agents, but... Uh, Good pitcher. I think that if you if you start looking at the depth, then the Twins have because they still, I would argue, don't have an ace. But if you go, you know, Jo Bareaos, Jake Odorizzi, eventually Irvin Santana, Lance Lynn, and then fill in the blank between Phil Hughes, Alberto Mejia, maybe Annabelle Sanchez, Aaron Slager, Stephen Consalves, that kind of group. If they're just Extras hoping to maybe get a start At Target Field at some point this year I think you've done wonders to improve your pitching staff
0: Yeah Derek I think this is going to be really simplistic But it's true about the Twins pitching staff For most of the last 6, 7, maybe even 8 to 9 years of the 12 or 13 guys that are on your staff at any given time, call it 12, between relievers and starters, they just need fewer guys who are likely to get shelled, right? I mean, they've sure. always had, sure. of the of the 12 guys on their staff... Fewer guys that
1: just suck completely?
0: That's the thing, Like, there's always been two starters and two relievers at minimum any given time that you're
2: like, my God, just don't give up nine runs today, please. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a big part of it. There's the top-end talent, and that's what you see with teams like the Astros, teams like the Yankees where you're like, boy, how are we going to get a hit off this guy today? But then there are other teams, and the Tampa Bay Rays would be one of them, guys who just – maybe you had an ace, maybe you didn't, but you just ran out quality pitchers that weren't going to bury you. Yeah. I get kind of tired of hearing the term, like, stopper. He's, he's an ace, he's a stopper. Oh, If we're on a losing streak, we can count on him to stop the losing streak. What I try to look at is, like, who got you into the losing streak in the first place? Yeah, yeah. And I was watching Jake Odorizzi's bullpen session here at Hammond Stadium early today, and the thought kept running through my head. I said, this, this was the third-best pitcher on those race staffs? How were they not better? How did they not win more? And, of course, we could go dive down that rabbit hole, but to have a staff... Like the Rays had, for example, with Chris Archer into Alex Cobb into Jake Odorizzi, you know, and some other depth names around there. That's a formula. It's not what the super teams are doing right now, but you definitely see postseason clubs there every year that don't have a standout guy. They just have four or five really good pitchers.
1: And what's great here too is is if it's Lynn with where things stand now, I could very easily see this being, what, a two- or three-year contract, probably max. And and so, basically, you tell them, hey, sign here, you're going to get an opportunity to pitch quite a bit, prove yourself, and in two years, if if that's what the deal is for, go back out and get paid. So, actually, uh, from the standpoint of the Twins, this could work out perfectly.
2: Yeah, but I keep wondering, Judd, why why do you want to rebuild your market if you're a guy... Like, let's take Jake Arrieta as an example. Just he I think he's a more extreme example example of what you're talking about here. He's, yes. So, he is. There's some thought that you'd say like, "Oh, just go get a one-year deal, show people that you're a good pitcher and then bang cash in next year." I, man, if I'm in my early 30s, approaching my mid-30s, knowing what happened this winter that the freeze was sort of put on quality free agents because front offices are all thinking similarly that, "Hey, we don't want to overpay for production. We could get something similar for a million bucks." Yep. Boy, I don't know that I'd want to pass on my probably last great opportunity to strike it rich.
1: My answer is simple. In in the case of of Jake it's different because he's a Boris client and and I think sure. that I think they will just sit. In the case of Lynn and Cobb, I think they panic. I think that they basically say because I mean, keep, keep in mind, I mean, the, these are people with families and wives and things and oh, yeah. I, I mean, I've covered these uh these things before where the wife starts to say what's going on here yeah, and they're humans too yeah. you know and so so i think that there is a a group right now who is probably starting to panic and and if you're the twins i think you go right at those guys and say we're going to give you a short-term chance here. If you can prove it, that's great. And then if the market is to stabilize in the next couple of years, that's fine too. Sure. But I. But if I'm the Twins, I'm going for anybody I think who is pretty good, who is going to be in a situation where they look around at this at this and say, I can't yeah. sit that long.
2: Right. Yeah. You start to get a little itchy, and if you're the Twins, then the patience pays off. Because I'm pretty sure, guys, that the Twins were a little itchy when they got down to Southwest Florida, saying okay, who's going to fill out the starting rotation? Now they pull off the Jake Odorizzi trade, and they're starting to feel a little bit better about it. Maybe Anibal Sanchez is some depth, and Phil Hughes maybe looks better than you thought. And All right, so so maybe that anxiety level's gone down a little bit for the Twins. I wouldn't be surprised if it's not going down for those free agents that have to continue to sit and continue to wait. And each day you see another guy fly off the board, you see the Rays make another trade, and <laughs> like the the. The pieces are starting to move around, and you're still sitting there unemployed looking for work, not sure whether you're going to Florida or Arizona, uh, having to get ready for the season in a month. That's that's a pretty nervous situation. Yeah. I, I do have to ask you guys, though, if it's pitching, great. The Twins needed to address their pitching. Could you see any sense in the Twins addressing a position player? Maybe they get a DH, a hitter, somebody who could platoon with Max Kepler in right field or something like that, or do you think that – Pretty much now, all you have to do is add pitching and just roll into the season with what you got offensively.
0: Um, so I don't, I'm definitely not opposed to adding a bat, but if you're working on, if, if you're like at the 15 yard line and moving the ball toward the goal line on Lance Lynn, I'm not really, until, if, if, if you're still open minded to adding a pitcher for maybe some big money before the season, like that's priority number one. Not that you can't sure. be doing both at the same time. You know, a, a Mike Napoli, I, I This is the problem for me. Like, I don't know what to do with Kenny Vargas. I think Kenny Vargas, there's some potential there. The guy can hit for power, and he's been better lately. But he's also like 26 years old, and do you want to give him another shot this season, or do you want to bring in a Mike Napoli as a clubhouse guy and a guy off the bench who can hit some home runs? I don't think there's going to be a big acquisition offensively. I still think there could be a big acquisition at pitcher. And and these Lance Lynn rumblings make a lot of sense, and they have for a few months. Yeah,
2: we've talked about it. We've argued back and forth on Lance Lynn versus Alex Cobb versus Jake Arietta versus Chris Archer, you know, whatever, make a trade. And I think that the the Easy trade does sort of bring down the temperature in the room. No longer are you are you getting a little hot and sweaty that you don't have someone that you feel comfortable with filling out your rotation that that you're not going with like two or three unproven kids or Phil Hughes with the question mark. Uh, you feel better about your rotation today, so that now you can act from a position of strength rather than a position of desperation. That, to me, is probably the best thing that the Twins have done so far this winter. Yeah.
0: Great stuff, Derek, and uh, we're going to let you go because we've got a lot more to recklessly speculate yes. on here. Okay, we've got <laughs> agents to call we've and we've got
1: scoops <laughs> coming in. This is fantastic. Reckless. Speculation.
0: Yep, uh, uh, Derek, you can find him on 1500ESPN.com and the Touch Them All Twins podcast. We will catch up with you next week. See you Sounds good. Thanks, guys. Okay, let's come back here. You'll, here's what you have to figure out. If they pull the trigger on Lance Lynn and John Heyman, baseball insider, is speculating, maybe even leaning, reporting a little. Those guys don't write things. And he was just in Fort Myers. Yes. So, so he's kind of floating the, hey, I was just with the Twins. Yeah. And I'm going to kind of connect them to the to Lance Lynn. Yes, I can't report it fully, but um, if they if they sign Lance Lynn and they get the guy that the Cardinals had for the two years before the surgery, mm-hmm. that's a game changer.